Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. I welcome you back this Sunday to an incredible series called Renewed. Today I want to talk to you. I want to preach to you. I want to inspire you. As one writer said, provoke you to good works. My subject matter this morning is about your spirit. Your human spirit, your thoughts, how you process, how you deal with, most importantly, how you turn it over to God. I'm asking God, and I have before I stood in this pulpit, to anoint me once again to step into your world, your circle, your bubble, and bring you a word from God that the word would challenge us and make us better to where we could not obtain it on our own, but through the Spirit of God, we can get to where God wants us to be. If you're able to honor the Word of God, which is our standard as we read Psalms chapter 51, what an incredible spirit of worship. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. Those of you that are Online with us, we welcome you through the digital media. Glad that we could stream and you could get a rhema for yourself if you can't be here today. This Psalms 51 is what is known in the religious arena as the sinner's prayer. You see, we know King David was anointed, he was called, and did great exploits. But Psalms 51 picks up after David's indiscretion his weak moment with Bathsheba. David realizes he's messed up. David, I assume, realizes he goes back to when he was anointed by the prophet, came out of the field, and now he's wailed into his tenure as a king. Psalms 51 picks up and David says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Mm. I feel like I want to pause there and preach. But I'll circle back around. And uphold me with thy free spirit. David is broken. David is wounded. David is crushed. Maybe clinically David is depressed and oppressed. But he starts verse 10, create in me a clean heart. I'm going to preach to you this morning where study is renewed, but I'm going to preach to you about a renewed spirit. Lord, I pray that I would flow in the spirit to renew spirits. I rebuke any distraction that would come from the outside. And I pray that we would focus on the Spirit, God, as we lean into the Holy of Holies today and we lean into your word and your voice, God. I pray that the Spirit and the prophetic would prick the hearts of us 
that you would create in us a clean heart, God, and it becomes a desire and a lifestyle. Lord, let this day not pass that not every heart is touched. Let your anointing be upon me. I ask that in Jesus' name. And if you agree with me, would you shout amen? Amen. amen. Thank you again for standing. You may be seated this morning. A renewed spirit. Beyond our physical body lies our spirit. This spirit has been placed within us by God and must be taken care of by us. Sometimes our spirit can become weary and defeated because of sinful decisions that we make. I think in order to renew a spirit, we must repent and we must believe. At the outset of this sermon series, at the outset of my message, I want you to think about this. I am more than just a physical being. I have a spirit that can be altered based on how I live my life. I want you to think that. I want you to meditate. I want you to dwell. I want you to feel this. External change can lead to internal renewal. I do not have to continue feeling defeated. I want you to feel that. That is possible. You, that is obtainable from wherever you are in life and wherever you find yourself. You can have a spirit that is more than a spirit that is defeated. And what I want you to do in this series is this. Begin doing the right thing before you want to do the right thing. Watch me now. A healthy spirit often follows healthy practices. Now, that don't sound real biblical. To me, that sounds practical. But if I'm going to preach to you, if I'm going to teach you, and if I'm going to groom you, if I'm going to mentor you about a read new spirit, we got to be thinking that God can renew me. I have to have the possibilities that I can get from here to there. I can get across this bridge. And in the next four series that we're going to be teaching and preaching, we're going to give you the tools, I'm going to say maybe in the secular term, the motivation in the religious world, the faith. To say, I can be renewed. The longer we live, I think the more we need to be renewed. People that are just coming to God and experiencing the greatness of God, they aren't the ones that need to be renewed. But as time goes on, sometimes in our walk with God, in our living, we get a little sloppy. We get a little careless. We take things for granted. And if we're not careful, we put our relationship with God and our relationship with the church on autopilot, and we hope it works out. And then sometimes it doesn't really work out. And in my experience of pastoring 22 years, when you put your relationship with on God on autopilot, there's a digression of a relationship that takes place over time. And the altitude that you used to fly out is not the altitude that you're cruising at today. My goal, my pastoral heartbeat, is to get the altitude in which you live for God back to an all-time high than it's ever been when you were with God and not get distracted by the things of this world. Oh, someone shout, that's good preaching. You're right. You ever hear the phrase, if I have to say so myself? Well, I'm just going to leave it right there. There are times that in our lives that it becomes apparent that God is interested in doing something new within us. 
God is interested in moving us from a time to time to a deeper and a more meaningful relationship. And I can tell you this can be scary. It can be hard. It can be confusing because when God wants to move you forward, he's pushing you out of your current situation, which might be your comfort zone or a situation that might be a little overwhelming that you don't know how to get out. Regardless, either way, God is moving us forward. And we need to recognize that these are the times that God wants to renew us. We can lean in and allow him to do his great work. Everything works together for the the good, according to God. And then that love God and are called according to his purpose. My experience as a pastor, God's renewal is as much physical as it is our interspiritual being. When God takes control of your life, he's taken control of the inside and the outside. The outside are circumstances. The outside is the natural life. The outside are things that you could oppress. Someone says, hey, you know what? I feel oppressed. That means things on the outside are pressing in. When I feel depressed, it's on the inside attacking my spirit. And the enemy knows how to game it, and the enemy knows how to play it, and he's going to attack you on the outside. And what happens if we're not careful, our spirit on the inside, if you're filled with the spirit of God, that's God's spirit and your spirit. We're trying to war off the oppression, the things, the situations, the circumstances. And I'm here to preach to somebody this morning to say, God wants to renew your spirit. Someone shout back my spirit. spirit. He desires for you to experience a brand new renewal. Maybe you say, I've experienced the new birth experience. What's the new birth? The new birth is repentance, baptism in the name of Jesus, and receiving the infilling of the gift of the Holy Spirit. And one could think that maybe I am blood-bought and my life is right and I've leaned into the scriptural salvation and new birth. But as time goes on, you begin to live life. And you can say, yes, I'm saved, but I've met... (laughs) Can I preach a minute? I remember this last week, that side was a little... I've met some people that are saved, supuestamente. But they don't look like they're saved, they don't act like they're saved, and their face definitely doesn't look like they're saved. But you can say, hey, everything's okay on the inside. Well, will you please tell your inside to tell your outside to... Mm. Make sure that your outside and your inside reflect the Spirit of God. And the longer we live and the more we go through and the more that comes at us, I am convinced that we all need a renewing of the Spirit, that my spirit is reflecting God, that my thoughts are reflecting God, that my purpose on earth is reflecting God, watch me now, and that my interpersonal skills and relationships are reflecting God. And I need a brand new spirit because God loved everybody. God got along with everybody. And when God puts his spirit inside of you, it's your responsibility to protect what the spirit of God is supposed to be. You've got to, I'm going to say, steward the spirit. And life can be hard and trials that we face can cause our spirits to become weary. But I've got a responsibility to steward my spirit. And I've got a responsibility to get in the presence of God. 
even when I don't feel like getting in the presence of God. When you don't feel like doing something and you know you should do it, you know that the outside and the inside are at war with each other and they're opposing one another. There's a fight going on. If you want to default to something, do what you know is right, not what you feel is right. Hello, somebody. doesn't always feel right because somebody might have wronged me, that I might be in a situation, an oppressed situation. But I know that David said in Psalms 122, when I get to the house of God, I was glad when they said unto me, Brother Foster, let us go to the house of the Lord. I don't feel like going. No, you get your carcass up and you get going because you know it's right and you don't go on your feelings and you definitely need a read new spirit and you're not going to get it skipping church. Mm. I won't say for you to raise your hands, but how many of you have come to church at times when you didn't feel like it? Was that Sister Mary? I perceive in my flesh. I recognize that voice therein. But what do we do? We get up and we go because we know. And it's at those times that God needs to renew our spirit. And watch this. You can't blame that on anybody else. You can't say, I would have a read new spirit, but they, and you fill in the blank. No. When we live for God, it's me and God. And whenever I get sideways or crisscross or twisted up, I got to find a corner with God. I got to find a personal holy and holy. Why? Because I know the flesh. If I let it go too long, it may not bounce back. And if I get too far from the spirit of God, I may not make my way back. So I'm constantly monitoring and stewarding the spirit of God that's within me to make sure my spirit is in harmony with his spirit. Oh, someone shout amen. Paul said in Romans 8, when I got to make sure that I don't walk after the flesh, but I got to walk after the spirit. Who's this Paul guy? Hey, when Paul speaks, everybody listens. And if he's saying this, and in Romans 7, Paul's saying, hey, the things that I would do, I do not, and the things that I don't want to do, I do. Okay, Paul, you need a renewed spirit. You flip the page over into Romans chapter 8, and he starts out, there is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. And it's that great Romans chapter 8 that where we get, if God be for us, who can be against us? I am persuaded that nothing shall separate me from the love of God. That's where we get those great comments and those great uh, verses. But the, first, the chapter before, Paul needed a renewed spirit. So how many among us need to actively work to steward a renewed spirit in us? It's not that complicated, my friend. It's not rocket science. I know I got to be with God. God is in my spirit. I need to reflect God. And yes, I'll confess, at times I do need a renewed spirit. And honestly, at times you need a renewed spirit. But when we need a renewed spirit, nobody can tell us because we, have a re we need a renewed spirit and we're not going to respond. So that's where the Spirit of God, the worship, the preaching, and if you're sensitive and if you're serious about living for God and you're serious about being Christian-like and God-like, you're going to lean into the worship, you're going to lean into the preaching, and you're going to ask God, hey, God, make a difference in me. I don't want to hear it from anybody else. I can't take it, but I will hear your voice. Mm. And I need a renewed spirit. Relational conflict can cause deep sorrow. Financial woes can be stressful. Disappointments can be so discouraging. That's life. 
And all of these have a way of affecting our spiritual state. However, there is one thing above everything that can cause us to renew our spirit within. It's a desire. Again, you are responsible to steward God's spirit inside of you. Along with me, you've met some really great Christians and you've met some really not so great Christians. But you can't hang your hat on, oh, I've been saved. That's a pretty thin observation. But one thing that causes us to need a renewal in our spirit is something that is called sin. A renewed spirit is a clean spirit. David in his Psalms, in the wake of his sinful actions with Bathsheba, after an adulterous affair and a murder of Bathsheba's husband, David's spirit was dark. Have you ever been in a dark time in your life? His sin harmed his relationship with God and his relationship with others. And maybe you can relate to the words of David when he pins a desperate cry for forgiveness in Psalms 51. It's a deep cry of repentance. God creating me a clean heart. He goes on in chapter 51 to say, Wash me, purge me, purify me. Any wickedness in me. David is just broken over his carnality that sin stepped in and he leaned into sin and he was caught in a weak moment however you want to frame it at the end of the day sin conquered david where the sword couldn't sin is powerful sin creates the gulf and the gap and the wedge and the cavity between me and god that's exactly what happened in the garden of eden Sin stepped in. Adam and Eve go here. God goes in and he calls for them. He can't find them. Now, I really think God could have found them. Come on, you're God. Adam, Eve, shh, hey, over here. Come on, he's God. But he let them play their little game. My point is, it was sin that separated the beautiful, pristine environment and relationship with God. And their spirit was tainted because of sin. And David here asks for a renewal, a renewed spirit within him. That that God will help make a difference and help me, I'm going to say, conquer this. You, You never get so spiritual that you don't have to deal with the carnality of who you are. That's bringing things under subjection, under the power, the preaching, the prayer, the fasting, the Bible reading. What are you doing? I'm trying to keep this flesh in alignment to the Spirit of God. I'm trying to keep my heart tender. I'm trying to keep my mind receptive to when God speaks that I could hear the small, still voice. And can I tell you this morning, you know, God's not going to talk and move up on a tainted spirit. He's not going to put new wine into old wineskins, as the writer said. 
So, Brother Foster, if I'm going to hear from God, if I'm going to move in the Spirit, if I'm going to be apostolic, then I'm going to have to create an ins- a spirit inside of me that is pure and compatible with the Holy Spirit of God. And to be honest with you, my friend, that takes a little bit of work because we are human. We have humanity, feelings, and thoughts, and all these things that go into our life. And we were raised, and we were talked to, and we went to school, and we come from different backgrounds, and then you put us all together, and we try to coexist. How many of you can't even coexist in your family? And that's flesh and blood. And there are times that that gets a little sideways. And maybe some among us in a crowd this size, maybe you might be estranged from a family member because of a situation. I'm praying that God will create a new spirit in you, and he'll give you wisdom on how to bridge that gap and bring the relationships back together. But most important, I have to start with the spirit and the relationship of God to bridge anything around me. I got to start with a renewed spirit, a clean spirit. A person that has a renewed spirit is a person who longs to be right with God. There are stories over and over in the Scripture of individuals who, through repentance, experience a brand new, renewed spirit. I think the takeaway at the outset of this four-part series is the spirit must be right in order for us to move into Lesson session two, session three, session four. So this is strategic. I'm talking about the spirit on purpose. It is the first part of my message of the series. It's let's get our spirits right with God so God can begin to work on the rest of us of who we are and what we are. So at the end of this sermon series that I can say, God, I've been renewed and we can list out all the areas that God renewed us. Why? Because we started with the spirit. Someone shout spirit. Spirit. Within us. And we started with our human spirit. Our desires for Jesus is seen in our actions. When I think about that, when I say that, I think about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. It seems simple, but you see, many people never got there. Far too many of us never develop a desire to see Jesus in our lives. I'm talking about ongoing, a regular, sustainable relationship over time. Here's, here's the question. What are you willing to do to see Jesus? How much of a change do you want in your life? I want God to change my spirit. But but here's what I've noticed, that when we want to change, we often divert it elsewhere. I want the coworkers at my job to do this, this, and this. Here's one I've heard. I don't want to exaggerate, so I'll say a hundred times. I want my spouse. It's the human nature, Brother Tim, is always looking yonder ways. To fix that, and when that gets fixed, I'll be fixed. And God said, No, it don't work that way. All of my readings and my studying and my understanding of the Bible for change starts always with an individual. And when the individual, God's way is to change, the world's way is to, hey, have them change. 
But if we're going to get spiritual, you know what? The change in my spirit needs to start with me. And I don't think you'd be surprised because you're pretty smart. But when I change my spirit, it begins to change things around me. And what I thought was the problem, I realize it's dissipated because I have a brand new look now. Hello, somebody. And our actions are a part of the process. We must desire to see him, and we must desire to change. So back to my question, what would you be willing to do in order to have him renew your spirit? What would you be willing to do to have him renew your spirit? And let me just help somebody. If you're thinking, I don't need a renewed spirit, you've already missed my point. If you need a a sign from God, I just gave you a sign. Well, that question don't apply to me. Get up here. Everybody else can be dismissed. The point is, if I conclude in default to that, I really do need a renewed spirit. Oh, I can't think of anything. Kind of like when we do with our kids. I'm going to tell you one more time. I'm going to ask you one more time. What are you willing to do to have a renewed spirit in your life? Your actions are a part of the process to renew your spirit, it's ownership. It's believing that God has something greater for you. It's believing that God may see something that you don't see. It's affirming to yourself, yeah, there's some areas that I I do need to be renewed in, and we'll talk about those in the coming weeks. But I I think it's important if we're going to maximize our sermon series of renewed that we have to start, Brother Jim, with our spirit. Now, most of us probably aren't praying Psalms 51 for that reason. But maybe you have your own version of Psalms 51. Because this is what I learned over the pastoring of my my years here. You know, when my spirit is not right, somehow it's tethered to my attitude. Mm. Just know when I'm not behind the pulpit, I'm under the anointing. I have no notes. And when I have an attitude... Bad attitudes are divisive. And bad attitudes spread junk. And bad attitudes divide the people that you are around. So if my spirit's not right, I'm going to struggle with a bad attitude. And bad attitudes are a byproduct of a judgmental spirit. Here's a new word for you, a critical spirit. And then there's a rustling going on. Yeah, let me, can I just tell you how you can help yourself? You can renew your spirit. It's not always the church's fault. It's not the men's or ladies' department's fault. Because things aren't perfect in your life. That's casting blame. That's defect, deflecting blame. Because when I blame somebody else, then I don't have to do nothing. If my wife would just, 
Should I go there? Should I go there? No, we're not going there, folks. I love this side of the church. It starts with me. God created me a clean spirit. Oh, and my wife too. Nope, you missed it. You missed it. God don't do tandem bargains. You alone. So Lamentheus said, God created me a clean spirit. Renew in me a right heart. Please know, can I just help somebody here today? If you are today or in the past or in the future, in La Futura, feel like you've got a bad attitude and you're becoming judgmental and the church and the people around you can't do anything right, just know to yourself, I need a renewed spirit. That is a red flag. If everything else needs to be fixed, hello, maybe I need to be fixed and everything else is okay. Again, we're trying to maximize this series. I'm trying to give you some little nuggets, some tools in your toolbox to say, when everything gets discombobulated, maybe I need a renewed spirit. I can't blame my family members. I can't blame work. I can't blame my neighbor. I can't blame the church. I can't blame the youth pastor. And if I am, I need a renewed spirit. Renewal requires repentance. The word repent means to make or take a 180 degree turn. It means to no longer continue on the trajectory of life you have chosen. It means to turn around. Hey, look at this. Let me go back to Zacchaeus for a minute. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. In those days, and in these days too, hello, tax collectors weren't thought of very highly. Tax collectors in those days were skimming some profits, were adding, were padding. They were making a good living. And they were giving to Caesar what is due to Caesar, but they were making some side money too, according to history. So people hated, despised, disdained tax collectors. So now you've got to understand, Zacchaeus is a tax collector, and he's coming into this environment, oh, I want to know Jesus. And I think naturally we would all think, Jesus don't want to know you. But when I talk about renewal requires repentance, repentance is a 180-degree turn from the direction I was going, the Bible says that Zacchaeus came clean, and he wanted to return or pay back everything that he had taken from the people. I think the, the scripture says four times the amount. So you go from a hated, despised tax collector to someone that I want to change, I want to be with Jesus, I want my life changed, and anything I've taken from the people, I'm going to give back 
four times the amount. My friend, I'm telling you, when I repent, it begins to make a renewing spirit. And the things that I used to think were right, the things that I used to allow in my life, I realize I don't want to think that way no more. That's not allowed in my life. I'm not listening to that. I'm not watching like that. I'm not dressing like that. I'm not going anywhere like that. I'm not getting in that environment. What'd you do? I repented and what I used to think was good, like Paul said in Romans chapter seven, now I know is bad. What are you trying to do? I'm just trying to renew my spirit. I'm trying to get myself in a good place. You ever have someone say, hey, man, I'm in a good place right now. Hey, you doing? Hey, they're, they're in a good place. It means things are coming together. It means, hey, things are starting to line up. And the way that we spiritually get into a good place is starting with our heart and starting with our spirit. And Zacchaeus initiates the renewal, and it takes place because of his obedience and his humility. And I think among us here that there are some things that we need to reassess. We know God is coming quickly. That's been preached before Grandpa's day. So he's coming even more so quickly because 60 years have passed off since Grandpa was preaching that. So we're 60 years closer to the return of God. And we have to make sure, church, hear me, we have to make sure that we walk holy and righteous and humbly before our God and that we are doing everything we possibly can in a world that is completely out of control and chaos abounds daily. And in fact, chaos is the norm. But what is the norm to the world and what is the norm to the political scene, what is norm to the schools, what is the norm to the lawmakers in Sacramento, most often is not the norm to the precious word of God, somebody. So if I'm going to renew my spirit, my reference point, my compass is the word of God. And like Zacchaeus, an amazing turnaround. Like Zacchaeus, someone that wanted to make a difference and voluntarily. I don't read anywhere in the scriptures that Jesus said, okay, you got to pay all this back and then four times. I didn't find that. It left me to believe that Zacchaeus says, hey, you know what? I've erred. Part of my repentance, part of me coming clean is to paying everything back and then some. Where in your life where in your relationship with God is God asking you to come clean? Maybe it's not an overt, conspicuous sin, but maybe God is judging the relationship that you've had with Him in the past that is not where it is today. What am I willing to do to see God renew my spirit? What am I willing to do to start fresh with who I am, Brother Tony, Brother Foster? God, woe is me. Woe are my thoughts. 
Woe is my attitude. Woe is my judgmental spirit. Woe is my presumptuousness. Woe is my entitlement. Woe are my assumptions. What are you trying to do? What are you, I, I, I want God to create in me a new spirit, a new heart. Well, you look like everything's okay. Yeah, but you don't know what's inside. Things used to be better. I used to be... What? Used to be what? More holy? You used to be more spiritual? You used to be more loving? You used to be more benevolent? You used to be more kind? You used to be more giving? What? 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 God created me a clean spirit, a heart. A renewed heart. And I'm just telling you, my friend, listen to me. Whatever you need from God today, if you start with a renewed heart and a renewed spirit, it's the process to change. But where humans fail miserably, we struggle saying, I need to change. We struggle identifying like, it's not, Pastor Nolan, if you would just do this, this, and this, my kids could do this, this, and this. No, that's backwards. Because that's deflecting the change to someone else. The Bible isn't written that way. If you'll just repent for me, I'll feel better. Who, would be, who can be baptized for me this morning? I want my sins washed away. Please, volunteers all across the audience. No. No. God, renew, renew in me. I, I repent. I, I, I will be baptized. I'll apologize. I'll reach out. I'll quit assuming. I'll squash this critical spirit when I lean into you because your spirit is not critical. So if you are always struggling with these thoughts, feelings, and perspective, you know what? That's a carnal perspective. That's not a godly angle. In my natural head, that need, that tells me, you know what? I got more Tom Durant in me than God. Not good. I need more God. You see, one writer said this way, Brother Hoswell, that I may decrease so that he may increase. So if God's going to get bigger and better in my life, I've got to stand down. It's a scriptural principle. God and I can't compete. God won't compete with my flesh. I must decrease. And he will increase. If you're able to stand this morning with me, would you please? This is a time for repentance. This altar up here, the invitation is a time for restoration. I'm, I'm going to pray, but as I pray, I want you to think about this. This is a four-part series. We'll pause for Mother's Day, then we'll pick up. But this is a four-part series 
And the purpose of today, as mentioned, is to start at square one. Lord, create in me a new heart, a renewed spirit. I'm going to ask you to work very diligently at that. This altar will be open in a moment. Our ministers will come and help me. And you need a fresh start. You need to repent. You need to be baptized. You need a next step. This invitation is for you. And I promise you, I affirm this, that the journey begins today when you, when I, Tell God, create in me. Create in me. Not my family, not my friends, not my parents, not my spouse. God, in me. Huh. Lord Jesus, I pray for everyone, every online listener and watch viewer, those that are here today, God, that the journey begins today with a renewed spirit. The process begins today with a response to the preaching. And we start at the most critical point of this series with my spirit, God. My spirit is volatile. My spirit fluctuates. My spirit vacillates between carnality and holiness. And God, I need a new spirit in my life. I need a new And God, you help me right there. I pray for everyone, Lord. Let us not be afraid to come. Let us not be afraid to pray in front of others. Let us not be afraid to reach out, God. Let not sin separate us from you, God. But let us bridge the gap, the cavity that has been created because of my spirit. I pray a spirit of blessing on everyone. A renewed spirit, God. This pastor preaches today. In the name of Jesus, I do these things. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you and God bless.